Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez-Cleary. I hope everybody had a great Memorial Day weekend, three-day weekend, getting back into the mix of things, uh, but only four-day work week, so uh, it'll go fast for you. Don't worry about it. In the meantime, you can join us for every lunch hour uh, uh, this weekday, uh, Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at least, and then Friday we'll see that we got a Big Ten show for Adam Carricker, uh, or not premiering, it's been going on the last couple of weeks, so uh, look forward to that as well. In any case, we'd love to have you for the noon hour here on the TV. Get water cooler. Lots to break down. It was an exciting weekend for Celtics fans. It was a devastating weekend for Celtics fans. Uh, as <laughs> the highest of the highs that's and right. the lowest of the lows. <laughs> all, in, all in game six. And then game seven came around. No. Uh, game seven was much worse. Game seven obviously. was just a low. There was game no- seven was... So much buildup, so much excitement, and a dud of a basketball there was game. No, there was no highs at all because Jason Tatum rolled his ankle right yes. away, and then it was just downhill from there. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was very disappointing. Turns out Jalen Brown is a magician because, because he's really good at disappearing. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, I, and there's going to be there's going to be a lot of piling on Jalen Brown. There's a lot of uh, talks about trading him now. Um, for what it's worth, this is not the first game seven the Celtics have had the last two years, and they've basically run through them all. Um, so they usually show up on game seven. This one, uh, you kind of put yourself in that position enough times, it's going to come back to bite you. Um, Would have been a great story, obviously coming back from three nothing. Uh, but either way, Miami great story as the eight seed going into this championship, mm-hmm. and it makes it funny because now there's two ways to look at the Nuggets if they do win. The championship you can say well they had to go through LeBron they had to go through KD this is one of the greatest runs of all time or you can say they beat an eight seed a four seed a seven seed and an eight seed uh, (laughs) to win the championship yeah that's and I feel like that's going to be the route that a lot of people take especially and I mean no disrespect to the NBA media but especially the NBA media I love NBA media versus Denver Nuggets because they they just don't show any respect Denver swept the Lakers and the entire time that Miami was was playing Boston Boston and Miami were playing after Denver swept the Lakers you never heard talk about you know Denver's gonna sit at home and they're gonna be well rested and they're gonna it was well LeBron is retiring and and all this yeah. Lakers talk and and Miami and Boston and never once oh the team that just swept LeBron James out of the playoffs with a two-time MVP uh still just waiting in the wings for whoever gets done with this this uh crazy boxing match of a, of a basketball series no, none of that was talked about. It was just Miami and Boston and Jimmy Butler smiling and waving and, and all, all of his antics on the court, which I like Jimmy Butler, even though he has broken my heart many times. Uh, right. I like Jimmy Butler. I think he's a great player. I really like watching him play. Um, but it, it's more focused on on Jimmy Butler's antics and Boston coming back from down 3-0 and you know, the, the coach losing the locker room and then getting the locker room back and getting them to win three games. And Denver's just sitting there like, hey, we're also here and we are going to play for the NBA Finals. <laughs> so that's the thing. And the NBA media shows no no respect for the Denver Nuggets. And I don't know exactly what they need to do to garner that respect, but I feel like there's nothing they can do. I think they have to play in a bigger market. 
<laughs> which they can't do. Which you can't do. Uh, you maybe like you can't even say get flashy players. You can't even sure. say get better players. You have a two-time MVP. A boring one. It's a two-time MVP. <laughs> I would take a two-time. I would take a boring MVP. Like I would take Tim Duncan over at a yeah. bunch of players now. Well, you do He's for boring. for winning. And and Jokic to me is not all that boring. I think you know some of his step back like. When the shot clock is winding down and Jokic has the ball in his hand, it's some of the, the coolest stuff you'll see. They're unorthodox, but he's seven feet tall and his yeah. arms can reach the heavens, and nobody's going to block it. But he's not athletic. <laughs> but he's not athletic at all. <laughs> so that kind of hurts, I guess, the, the visuals there. I mean, I still like it. I think Chris Paul has more dunks in his NBA career than <laughs> Nikola Jokic does. <laughs> I still, I mean, I think there's enough, you know, if, if you're just a casual uh, NBA fan, I think there's still enough with that Nuggets team. I mean, Aaron Gordon's a high flyer. Jeff Green's always fun. The old veteran, yeah. KCP. The 52-year-old Jeff Green is Jeff dunking Green's on people. Jeff Green's old as heck. <laughs> Jamal Murray. Uh, Jamal Murray's when exciting. When he's on, yes. he is on. Yes. Um, so, I mean, that they've and, you know, Michael Porter Jr. is good. They, they've got a, a good group. I, I, but it is. I mean, in, 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 it's always going to be the pr- the problem is that you if you just don't play, you know, not a coastal team, you don't play in a bigger city. Um, not a great history of mm-hmm. Nuggets basketball. I mean, it's there, it's but it's yeah. not like. I mean, the thing is, the only thing going for Miami is that they're in Miami because yeah. if you look at their team, Jimmy Butler's their superstar, but Jimmy Butler's not a superstar. Like he's a re- he is a solid, a really, really, really good basketball player. But he isn't a guy that you look at. And I know Miami's kind of doing it, but he wasn't a guy that you looked at before in Chicago, in in uh, Minnesota, in Philadelphia, where you thought we're going to build around him. No, he was another piece. He was a number two or a number three option for those other teams. And then Miami decide Miami signed him, and they're like, yeah, he's going to be our number one. But you don't look at Jimmy Butler, and you don't watch him play and just think, you know, this is going to be the guy that's going to lead us to a championship. I know he's done it twice. Well, hasn't led them to a championship, but led them to an NBA Finals twice now. But even then, he's not the guy that you look at and you just think, yeah, this guy is an MVP. He is a superstar. He's going to have a signature shoe and all. He's just a really hardworking, dedicated, really good basketball player. So Miami, if you look at them, they don't have much star power either. It's just a fact that they play in Miami and their head coach worked his way up from the film room and has yeah. become one of the best head coaches in the game right now. And, oh, Pat Riley sitting in the stands looking like a mob member and uh, <laughs> never smiles, never never shows any type of emotion on his face. Like, that's that's what Miami has. And they have the history, as you were saying, with Denver, where, where or they have a history of, of success, whereas Denver has a long history of really good players, but not really any type of success has come from any of those players. I mean, they haven't they haven't been to an NBA Finals? This is their first NBA Finals appearance. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think Miami, you know, I, I think that helps the series to a degree, but I mean, that it doesn't... It, it's not must-watch TV for a lot of people. Um, and it just kind of is what it is. I mean, Miami might be a better draw of the two, but it's not like that's the great draw. The great draw would have been Lakers-Celtics. So if you're one of those that thinks the NBA is fixed, sure didn't look fixed uh, this semifinals because <laughs> uh, they, they went with you know the opposite way there. And I don't want to say they went the opposite way. The, the, NBA, the finals ended up uh, going that way. I'm still excited for it. I think a lot of NBA fans will be, um, but I don't expect it to necessarily uh, break some new ratings records. This is an NBA and basketball fan finals. This yeah. is not a this is not a let's get new fans finals. Yes, this is not just uh you know the masses is going to be tuning is, in one way or the this other. This is a really hard working finals. Yeah. That's a, you you look at Nikola Jokic, you look at Jimmy Butler, the stars for their teams, really hard working basketball players. Not 
gifted with some type of insane, you know, leaping ability or athleticism. They're both really hardworking players. You know, Jokic was gifted with the height that he has, but he's not that athletic. Like I said, he doesn't, he may be seven feet tall, but he doesn't dunk like Mm. really ever. Well, and to your point, though, two great uh, t- teams that were put together. And I, I still hesitate to say great. I think that's what makes these NBA playoffs, to me, great, is that there's not some overwhelming, okay, let's get through the song and dance, but we know who's going to be in the finals. We kind of have just a surprise finals here, which is fun. Um, but you have to give uh, the general managers, the upper management on these teams, uh, you know, a lot of credit for putting these teams together and sticking through some things. Uh, you know, we've talked about the Nuggets before, the the the, the uh Potential of trading Jamal Murray earlier in his career for maybe a bigger star or, you know, you see with the Heat now, of course, Pat Riley, it's well known, one of the best, uh, you know, upper management guys in the NBA in a long time. And Caleb Martin probably should have won the Eastern Conference Finals <laughs> MVP in my mind. Uh, and he was just a, a slew of guys that if you've been following around, uh, was undrafted originally and helping out the Heat here. Uh, but speaking of that, the, the kind of upper management, big news in the NBA today, Golden State GM slash president Bob Myers is stepping down. Down. He says it's just time. Um, Golden State's dead. Golden State, it, it's. I don't want to say they're dead, but I do want to say it's probably, you know, usually with change comes more change. Gone forever. And maybe the transition from at least your, your big three era, uh, which has been a big question all along. Draymond's got a player option that'll pay him a lot more So if he goes to Golden State. So I don't know exactly how they kind of figured that out, but um, could be about time to, to try some different things. I mean, the and obviously you will keep Steph Curry. Um, there, I don't you? see any way they get rid of Steph Curry, you? but maybe, maybe Clay, maybe Draymond Wh- on, but, the, on the trade okay. block. Think about it like this, and this would be idiotic, and this is one of the reasons why I'm not a GM. <laughs> if you decided to trade Steph Curry now, you're going to get as high as a pick as you pretty much want outside of probably number one, because he's still... He's not in his prime, but he's still at a point where he can affect the game at a very high level. Oh, yeah. I mean, you team him with anybody anybody that's got a star right now. You team him there. Your team's So, I mean, maybe? I wouldn't. You wouldn't. But also... Maybe, like, think about it a little bit. Maybe. Like <laughs> Maybe. Float that out it's there a little bit. not a bad bit. idea. Uh, the Celtics are still where they are uh, right now because they traded Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett when there was still yep. value to them, yet not a whole lot of, like, years left, uh, yeah. you know, in their, in their so imagine the Celtics. Time. Just imagine the Celtics with uh, Steph Curry right now. Yeah. What is it? J- Jalen Brown and, I don't know, like, two future first-round picks <laughs> and some cash. I just don't know if Jason they, Tatum and Steph Curry. But if you're the Warriors and Al Horford, I don't think you go for complete rebuild. I think you model. I mean, because you are. I mean, you still got a playoff team, and you've got probably, um, you know, if if things would have turned out well, if maybe you had some better locker room chemistry, you'd make some changes in that regard. You know, you're still in the in the hunt. And again, there are there's no there is no other mm-hmm. Warriors out there. There's no like, well, yeah, we could be a good playoff team, but we're not going to be. This team, you know, because it's wide open NBA right now. So I don't I don't see that happening. Um, but you never know. It's the NBA teams, you know, a lot of different crazy things can happen even in one offseason. They often do. So that'll be kind of fun to see how that changes. Uh, Nick Nurse, by the way, over the weekend choosing, he had basically the interests of the 76ers and the Bucks, and chose the 76ers. What do you think about that? Interesting. It is. He has. Well, I think what he said. He had a previous relationship with somebody in the in right, the yeah. in the upper upper management with the Sixers. Um, you you get to work with Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris and not James Harden because he's probably going back to the Rockets. Um, 
which I think is weird. You keep hearing that, like, oh, he's going to go back to Houston. Yeah. Like, that's, I don't, well, I don't get it. Whatever. I don't um, know if Houston wants to do that by this point. I don't know. I, it's, it's a weird situation <laughs> there, but what, whatever. I, he's, like, you're not going to win in Houston. He's, he's not, he's not your number one anymore to win. He could sell some tickets. I think he could, he, not to win. You're not going to get a championship with him as your number one. But yeah, you can sell some tickets. You can, you can sneak into the playoffs if you're Houston. Because what they have the third pick? Yeah, I mean it, they've got a young roster. I, I just don't know if James Harden's that guy anymore. I think I kind of think maybe you get similar to what the Wizards had with Russell Westbrook a couple years ago, but they still had Bradley Beal. I mean, you'd have to have. <laughs> I just don't think he's that guy anymore. I think not not night to night. I think at you know like a lot of NBA players can take mm-hmm. over here and there. Um, but I don't know if he's that guy. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that happens. Maybe it doesn't. It's going to be interesting to see kind of how it all unfolds. All right, let's take a quick break here well, on the I, ticket. I water to, oh, I you just, got one? Yeah. So somebody on the text line is trying to, trying to call me out and saying that I, I sound dumb saying that Jokic doesn't dunk in this playoffs. He has dunked eight times, eight times in the regular season. He has attempted 24 dunks. He is six foot eleven, and he camps out in the paint. <laughs> he has dunked twenty four times. You want me to look up Giannis? You want me to look up another center and see how many times they've dunked? He d- Yeah, he dunked on LeBron and AD. Cool. He does. He does not choose to dunk. It's layups. It's fadeaways. It's every- he. He can get the ball underneath the hoop, be wide open, and he'll lay it in. He doesn't feel the need to dunk. He doesn't need to. Yeah. It's the old, it's the old uh, Nebraska basketball method where they'd always have, uh, you know, in the early 2000s, they'd always have like a, a seven-footer that would decide to lay it in instead of dunking off and miss his lay-in. So I, I always <laughs> thought that was kind of It's like, whoop, my bad. <laughs> yeah, so at least. Yeah, no. He lays it up. At least be elite, in, uh, in, to borrow a word from Matt Rule, yeah. in your layups if he, you're not going to dunk if you're that yeah, tall. Yeah, he was, uh, hold on, here we go. Shot type Semperi. He was 21 of 22 for dunks. Uh Hook shot, 97 of 141. Jump shot, layups, 265 of 387. I think he likes to lay it up more. Yeah, well, and, you know, it might, might be easier. A lot of those probably more contested yeah. uh, than others. But uh, interesting uh, finals, regardless of what people say. Uh, Nuggets fans, don't worry. It's interesting. I'm going to uh, watch it. But uh, we will, uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll talk a little bit NBA as it regards to Nebraska now. As Casey Tamanaga has a workout with the Pacers today, has a decision to make until Thursday about whether to return to Nebraska or go to the NBA draft. We'll talk about that next on 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 